and welcome to the Redesigning Your Relationship podcast with your hosts, Yvette Valdenegro and Giovanna Burgess-White. Each week, we'll be discussing topics around relationships with a tangible, current, and forward approach. We dive deep and do not shy away from keeping the topic for your interpersonal relationships real. From business associates, acquaintances, to the most intimate relationships, we cover it all. You will laugh, learn, and be inspired by our approach, conversation, and amazing guests. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Redesigning Your Relationships podcast. I'm your host, Giovanna Burgess-White, with my co-host. Hello, I'm Yvette Valdenegro. And if you're joining us today, we are on part three of four of all the Sex and the City characters. And today we're going to be talking about Miranda Hobbs. Um, And for those of you guys who are watching us for the first time, thank you for joining us. We go live every single Wednesday. Um, And if you can't watch us live, you can catch the replay on Instagram, on Facebook. And then every single Friday, we drop a brand new podcast episode on all podcast platforms. So today, without further ado, we'll talk about Miranda. We have part one which was Samantha Jones, part two, which was Charlotte York, part three, which is Miranda Hobbs, and we will end with the amazing Carrie Bradshaw. So let's dive into it because there's a lot that I want to cover with Miranda. She taught us so much over the last two decades. So let's get started and make sure if you want to comment, ask questions, we do them live. And if you don't want to do that live, we can do it in the replay. Yeah. And um, as we've been saying with all these parts, Part three, we'd just like to say we don't know what we're really going to be talking about because we're very unscripted as usual. Um, and so if there's any little little people listening, we just ask that you maybe turn down the volume or be very sensitive to the fact that something might be said that might be not appropriate for their age group. And we'd also like to just put a little disclaimer out there because as Gio says, we're not robots, we're humans. We just would like to let you know, we do know that Miranda is spelled or Hobbs with an E-S, even though you might see it on our social media with just H-O-B-B-S. But that's okay, because who really cares? It's about the content and what we're going to be talking about. And we decided to do the three, the four-part series for a lot of reasons. But mainly, you cannot find four more dynamic characters that re- represent women our times 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, up to now. They transformed. They grew. They changed. They had so many real important life issues happen to them. And that is why I think Miranda Hobbs is so really dynamic. Um, I, I thought it was really interesting, even just us going back and forth. She, at first, I think was very misrepresented. And I think that people just judged her, which our society does, on maybe what she looked like, mm-hmm. on what she wore. And that she was very mainstream. And when I mean mainstream, I just mean like she stood out, but she didn't stand out. You know, she was just like very um, into her job, into her career, very cutthroat and was kind of like, I'm just doing what I need to do. I really don't care. But she had a lot happen in her life as the character, which we're going to get into. But I think it's funny because I, you don't really appreciate her until you watch all the seasons. And then as she develops and grows, I think that most people, most women especially can really connect with the things that she's gone through. The other ones are a little bit more out there. You know, how do, how do I relate to a Samantha Jones? You know, you may not in any way, shape or form, but a Miranda 
definitely I feel like people will relate to. And one of the things if you've watched um, part one and part two, we like to talk about the different art. What we say generations is really each decade. Um, we talk about the dating, dating, you know, now versus then. We talk about dating right now in your 20s and 30s versus 40s and 50s. And so I think now more than ever, she was very similar to Samantha in the fact that their job came first. Like their career, I would say their job, their career came first. Um, they really wanted to um, have kind of like do what society says, go to college and then have the job, have the career first. Um, but I think more women now can relate to her because that's something that we've kind of put at the forefront. And so when you first start meet her back in 90 and 94, you're like, Oh my God, like, who's this chick? Um, and again, if, as you watch the seasons and for those of you guys who are watching and just like that, it's just such, for me, she, she's kind of the one that, every woman can relate to no matter what season you are in your life. Um, and then she, you know, as much as she wanted to be traditional, kind of like Charlotte, you know, her journey was completely different. So we're going to talk about that today and get to know Miranda a little bit more, but um, I'm just excited to have her on because you would think, I mean, I love Carrie Bradshaw, but I've never really related so much to her and I related the most with Miranda. So I'm going to bring her on. I'm going to bring her on. Okay. Another full disclosure is that I think we're probably going to be talking about, um, this last season, the just like that, which some people say, Oh my God, just a spoiler alert. I don't think it's a spoiler alert. I think that um, obviously you've watched social media, Twitter, whatever. If you don't already know, she really does change her life. <laughs> but I think that that's part of what we need to talk about. So spoiler alert, for some weird reason mm, you haven't I, seen. I, I don't, don't, I don't think, think so? so because that could be a whole nother season. You think? Yeah, I want people to watch and just like that. There's, oh there's so God. much. We, we'll be here for two hours. We'll be here for two hours. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about it. But we all really want to dive deep into her relationship with, um, yeah, God, Steve. Steve. And I want to talk about just her, her whole journey and how what she thought was going to happen didn't happen the way it did. So, want to start with quotes? Yeah. All okay. right. We got the sun facing our our head. Um, can you read that? <laughs> <laughs> I hope people watching can read it. Yes, it says, I said no white, no ivory, no nothing. That says virgin. I have a child. The jig is up. Yeah. So this is what she talked about her wedding. So for those of you guys who don't, so Miranda, corporate, law, wanted to be a partner, a couple different firms. Uh, She was hooking up with Steve. Steve was a bartender at a bar um, and that we're just having fun. And guess what? She got pregnant. She had a baby. And seasons later, years later, they did grow to fall in love with each other. It was such a beautiful love story. So this is her talking about her wedding. Again, she was always real and raw. She always said it how it was, which I kind of love about her. Reminds me of somebody I know. Hmm. Um, So that's just kind of like the (laughs) quote that we led with because again, she was true. She was honest and yeah, she didn't want to wear white at her wedding. So that was first one. I can read another one for you. I have spent my whole life depending. Oh, no, DC. Oh, I can't read deciphering mixed messages. So she's talking about men, conversations with men and how she, when she was dating, she never really, un- like no one ever, this is great. I love this. No one ever tells you what it should be. I, I, I've been, we've been in kind of talking to people in their thirties that have been dating and it's like, you're beating around the bush mm-hmm. instead of just saying like, like it is. Yeah. Especially now. I mean, I get social media, but it's like, don't pretend to be someone you're not and don't start dating being the person you think the other person wants you to be because who, who are you helping? Who Who is that helping? Not you, not the person that you're going to start dating. And then you go down this hole and start dating. And a year later, you're like, what are we doing? 
Why are we with each other? Well, mixed messages can be all forms of communication, likes, but even just where you're at in life. I mean, a lot of people are out there dating that probably shouldn't be, or they're already in relationships. I mean, like it's kind of scary out there, but mixed messages from what your job really is, what your family was really like. I mean, from the get-go, just be who you are. But I also think this is also relating to just direct information. If someone asks you a question, just answer it. If you, They're either going to accept you for who you are in the very beginning or they're not. And eventually all that comes out and why be into a relationship a year in and then you realize, wait a minute, I thought you told me you only came from a family of, you know, you didn't have any siblings and all of a sudden I just found out you have eight. That's a big deal. And one of the other ones that we can talk about is relationships are not about games. They're about mature and honest communication. Oh, love this one. Oh my gosh. This should be tattooed on every single person out there dating. Yes. It's not a game. And listen, I am a firm believer and because I've seen it, I've been around it. I've heard other women, whatever, and other men, it is not a game. Being in a relationship and dating is not a game. Just be an adult. And I feel like people really do. And I swear, I think this is in all of us. There is a degree of insecurity. And in each and every one of us, I believe there's a degree of wanting attention. And I think that this just feeds into it. The whole dating, being around other people. What what can I get? This is all for me. Attention. attention. Oh, someone's calling me on the phone. Oh, someone. Oh, I'm going to be. It's like a, I don't know. It just helps us feel like we're more. like we're really significant or something out there if we've got the attention and they, and I don't know, in just the dating role. I just think it's, but it's not a game. Relationships are not a game. Well, and this actually, after like halfway through the whole series, Miranda, which we'll talk a lot more about this, Miranda and Steve, um, you know, went through infidelity. Steve cheated on her and he was having a really hard time with having that conversation with her and, you know, we'll, we'll get back into this, but it's like, he was honest and told her, I remember it was like one morning before she was going to, to work and they put in a lot of work. They did the therapy. And for those of you guys who watch the series, um, we'll, we'll kind of talk about that after that. I want to, I want to go through all the quotes, but this was a really, she, she said this quote, for then afterwards, her partner bringing this up. And we're going to go through that. I think that's going to be what we're going to spend most of the, the rest of the time in. So another one that she said is, I'm never I'm never going to be happy. It's just not going to happen for me. Mm. Yeah. And this was very similar to Charlotte. So I like how they all have similarities with each other. Charlotte was always like, I've been dating since I was 15. You know, when is, when is the perfect person going to be out there? And I feel like as women back in the 90s to now, when you're dating, you put so much pressure on the timeline and on when it's going to happen and when it should be, when it should just kind of fall into place. Um, and this is why a lot of people get into relationships that aren't supposed to be the relationship they're in because like, oh, well, we've already been dating for a year and a half or two years. I mean, might as well just keep on going and settle. And it's like, no, it shouldn't be that way. And going back to open communication, going back to like one or two dates, if it's not feeling right or you're not being the your true version of yourself, then you need to go ahead and get out. And and it's it's easy to just do right then and there. It's not easy to do when you've proposed, when you've gotten married, when there's kids. And we only have really one life to live. So I we really coach on that when we're talking with our, you know, women and redesigning their marriage. And then also with women uh, after divorce as a, you know, they're recovering is really understanding if you are honest with yourself and with the person that you're dating from the get-go, that's going to just 
really opened up the door for open communication, for never having to change. I'm not saying, you know, you don't compromise, but you should never have to settle and never just think because you've put in the time that things are just going to get better because things will not. It's interesting. Both of them, like you said, were similar. Charlotte was kind of saying the same thing, but they had a complete approach to dating and they're completely two different characters, two different attitudes, two different personalities. So no matter where you're on the spectrum, this is just proof. Unfortunately, we go into dating or just thinking about ourselves as, oh, I'm never going to be happy. But key words in there, I am never going to be happy is so like one Debbie Downer, so negative. And if you confess that and believe it, it will happen. Mm -hmm. But if you reverse that and be, I am happy with myself Therefore, I'm going to be happy with me and whoever I'm going to be with. That's a whole different outlook, but that is very self-absorbed and doomsday-ish before she even got out there. But we know that that changed, but that's because I think her life circumstances were changing, which obviously, I don't know if it's a force, but it you know allowed her to grow in, a, in and of herself. Well, and that's also just kind of law of attraction. When you're feeling that way, you're going to attract the wrong people. So you're just going to be in and out of this cycle of not being happy and not being with the right person because you're already, you're, you're thinking that and you're thinking your thoughts become actions. We talk about that all the time. Um, one of the things, again, going back to just her career coming first and really wanting to put her name, you know, give, give herself kind of like status in a name where she was working. Um, and she's like, I, I want to enjoy my success. I don't want to apologize for it. And she always had a hard time dating within her industry, within law, you know, within corporate and within law. Every episode that you would see, it's like the man was just very, um, you know, intimidated by her, by her position, by where she worked, by what she wanted to do. And she just didn't want to have to apologize for that. She wanted to be her in order to have, you know, a happy and successful relationship. Okay, we kind of touched on this with Charlotte, I think, a little bit, but didn't Miranda fall in love? I don't know, fall in love, but really get involved with some sandwich guy. That they the whole comparison of like, well, he, again, he's not corporate America. He's some guy that works at a sandwich shop. Which again, when it comes to dating, and you have your long list of like, these are all the things. Box, you know, he's in corporate. He's had a job for a couple of years. He makes X amount. Da 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 da. We can go on vacations. We, like, is that? ultimately going to make you happy. The the list, whatever yeah. that list is. And yeah, they're important because you want to find things that compatibility and interest, but compatibility is not necessarily, I make six figures, this person makes five. That doesn't mean you're not compatible. No. More the not compatible would be if one person just loves spending money and the other one, you know, is like, oh my gosh, we have to save every single dime. That's going to cause friction. Not, not how much is coming in. Well, and I think a lot of times you miss out on someone that may be good for you or maybe the person you want to be in a relationship with because you're putting all, it's like, instead of finding quality and really getting to know the person, they're like, oh, you don't meet this. These like, they're putting these standards like these, oh, you don't meet these qualifications, then we can't date. And a lot of the times that could have been the person that was right for you and vice versa. So I feel like you, yes, you should have, I don't know, specifics on what you're looking for, but it shouldn't be a status. And it also shouldn't, everyone's in a different season. What people don't realize before they get married is that 
you are, you may want to be the driver in the car, but sometimes your spouse is going to be that driver. And there's going to be seasons in life where there's a role change, there's a job change, you have kids, uh, maybe, you know, you thought you wanted to stay home, but maybe your spouse decides to stay home. All those things happen and you can't compare. You can, you're never going to be the same at the same time. And if you are, there's really no growth in that relationship. So this again was another great example of she ended up marrying Steve, you know, where they met where? Yeah. In yeah, a bar. At a bar. So <laughs> not in corporate America. So this was a great, a great quote for her. And then the last one, which I love, um, it says, how did it, did it happen that, that four such smart women have nothing to talk about except their boyfriends? And this is going back to Samantha hated that too. I mean, she, Samantha would talk about the fun stuff, but it was like what they would get together almost, I don't know, two, three times a week. And that's all they talked about. We're complaining about men and how their men weren't coming, the men that they needed weren't coming in their life and just complain, complain, complain versus like, look at this community. We talked about that with Charlotte as well is look at the community that we have. Look at this bond, these four, you know, they were their, these four soul sisters that came together, but in, and smart, all of them, that they would just sit there. I mean, hours and hours of just talking about their boyfriends. <laughs> We want to take a quick moment to let you know this episode is brought to you by Ignite Her Society. Ignite Her Society is a personal growth and development network for women. A community where health, wealth, and purpose come to life. For more information about this one-of-a-kind platform, visit IgniteHerSociety.com. All right. So let's talk about, let's talk about the real and raw. So this is where we're going to talk about the other part of what we do, which is recovery coaching, coaching through divorce, coaching after divorce. And I want to talk a little bit about Miranda, because this is something that I know a lot of people did not agree with and a lot of people can't do in their relationships now. So Brody, Brody, uh, Steve, 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 (laughs) Brody's the kid. Yes. Cheats on Miranda. This is. It, probably towards the end or middle to the end of the series, they decide to go to therapy. They separated obviously for a while. They decided to go to therapy and it was, I guess, one of the most iconic moments of meeting on the Brooklyn bridge. If they decided that they wanted to stay together after she knew about the infidelity and the terms to that agreement from their therapist and from them was that they can no longer talk about the past that they were going to decide to move forward if that's what they both wanted. And they would meet on a bridge at a certain time. We all cried. I had the popcorn, the ice cream. I was like, oh my God, is she coming? Are they coming? So he does. They both decide to, and they move on. And you see this through the ends of the seasons. And you see that as you go into, and just like that. And Brody is now, you know, in high school. So let's talk about that. Okay. Well, let's talk about the reality. I feel like that whole scenario is so real to so many people. So let's just talk about the buildup. Cause you, that's what I love about a sitcom, a show or whatever. It's like you as the person watching, get to see, okay, here's Steve, here's Miranda. You know that there were fights, you know, that they were not connecting, you know, that they both felt like they were being isolated. You know that they both were like, okay, I'm on my page. I'm doing my own thing. Incorporate. you got your thing. We're just not on the same. And they started drifting. You can see that. The great thing about sitcom is we get to watch that on the big screen and we're watching it as the characters move along, right? But in our own lives, 
sometimes we don't notice that we're drifting, shifting, moving in different directions, or that there's just not that connection. So then you put months, years, and then people look back and they go, oh, we're just, we're not incompatible. We're not this, we're not that. We're just, this is so dumb. There's so much stress. He's so, oh. You're not not the person that I mean. Yeah, you're not the person. Well, of course they're not, and neither are you, you know? But again, that's real life. They had to, they went to therapy. Mm -hmm. Again, they they went and they sought help. So whether it's therapy, counselor, relationship coaches, they did the right thing in my mind, as far as like at least trying And at least saying, yes, there is so much bad mojo under the bridge, which a lot of us go through. A lot of us completely understand. And that's life. But you look at it and you have to assess it. And then they had the moment of, are we going to work on this together? I do love the fact that the therapist said, we're moving forward and we're not going backwards. I know that we are firm believers in that, but I don't think I've ever really seen or heard anybody grow or get better or a relationship really mend when they keep going backwards. Now, does it have to be moments of forgiveness? Yes. Moments of like saying, I'm sorry. Moments of like, whatever it's confessions or like, Hey, let's just, let's just get this out to move forward. Absolutely. But to keep pressing on that one point or there, it does, it does no one any good. Never does. And he, and he said like, you cannot punish me forever for what I, I did. Like I can't, we can't live that way. And she never did. She never brought it back up. Um, you know, the season in her career was extremely, she was under a lot of pressure. She was trying to become partner at the firm. Steve, you know, was working still at the bar. So this, this is like the, this is the perfect example of two working spouses, both career driven. Uh, Steve had his own bar at this time. They have a child. They have Magda who she, they have both decided to hire to come and help because that's what you have to do. You can't, you can't do it all. And that's where we put that expectation. I mean, the perfect wife, the perfect mother, the perfect um, partner, or, you know, the perfect person in, in your, in the business, if it's in corporate, if it's your own business. And we put so much stress instead of just saying like, these are the things that we need to do. And Steve was, you know, lonely and he, they, he did try to communicate with her. They weren't on the same page. Was it okay what he did? Absolutely not. But they both truly loved one another and they both were willing both to put in the work. So this is where we see couples, you know, in their marriages go, do we, do we give up? And infidelity is a completely different, you know, topic than someone just, you know, working 24 seven or, you know, someone losing a job, like it's, but it, it's still, I think to me, it's one of the most powerful things that they were, they decided to move on. And again, it's a sitcom. We're watching it like, you know, kind of like week by week, day by day, play by play, but we watch the rest of the seasons go by. And now we're watching them in their fifties when their son's now in high school about to graduate you know, their son's now in a relationship with their, with his girlfriend. Like it's a, it's, it's, it's so real that it's like, and we have met couples that have been able to do it, but very far and few. And also there has not been that many couples that don't bring it up. And that's where, again, we don't, this, we love this because we don't talk about the past. The past is the past. And it's not that it's not important to us. It's like, but again, we're talking about the now and the future in relationships because we don't know how long we have. We should be dreaming. We should be talking about the you know one to three year plan, the five plan, the ten year plan. 
but we should be getting excited about the growth and the chapters that are to come. And when we're stuck talking about what already happened, guess what? We lose out on that time. And we, and, and we don't dream and we don't talk about it and our children get to see it. Or if we don't have children, our friends are watching us, um, our coworkers are, are watching us. So this is why it's so important to have these conversations with your spouse, with your partner, with a the therapist, with someone, you know, in church or with a coach, instead of talking about it within your community, because that's going to damage your relationship in the future, but it's also going to damage your relationship with your spouse and your community. Because if it's something that you do decide to work on, who are the first people that are going to be like, oh my God, did you hear so-and-so got back together after he cheated on her? Or did you hear so-and-so got, that's none of your business. That's really hard to do. And for those who have done it, we, I mean, that's, those are the people who really want to work on it. Again, it's different in every, in every circumstance, but this was a great example. And I loved that she really, they both, I think they both did things back in the nineties and early two thousands that were not okay with society. And people were like, Oh my God, I can't believe they're doing that. But you now we're in 2022 and those things are all normal. Both spouses working, having help at home, um, you know, still having the lifestyle that they wanted to have. So so I really wanted to talk about that part. Okay. Well, I know you, I know that infidelity can probably be its own subject, but since this is related to Steve, um, I think that infidelity, some form of death, whether it's a spouse or even a child, I, I think those are the deepest things that you can really go through with someone because you, when, when there's infidelity, you feel rejected, you feel betrayed, you feel like you've, you, it's a loss. It's, I think it's above and beyond just the, I shouldn't say regular divorce because there's nothing regular in a divorce, but I think it adds such a deep wound that that's why this story makes it again from every angle makes it so much more important because it's so dang relatable. And so for anybody who's gone through the infidelity, there is hope however you want that to be. Like, again, we're always saying you get to make and design your future. So if your future is to, I want to this to get better. I want to forgive. I want to be with this person for the rest of my life. You can. So it's not, it's not a, um, yes, it's hard. Yes. It's not going to be easy, but there is hope. And this couple really in these seasons give you that hope of like, wow, because they did stick it out. They really did, um, work it out. And I think too, this also goes to, which we hear all the time, you are doing the work thing, the kid thing, the career, years go on. Somebody does have an infidelity. They don't tell each other, whatever it is, you wake up, you're in your fifties, you look at each other. Oh my God, what do we do? That is a lot of the women and people that we talk to. So you're not alone at all. And that's not to like, I think it's just reality. I think that it, we all grow as people and we find ourselves in situations where things have changed, but that's not a bad thing. Change is actually a really good thing. And how awesome is it to look at the person that you married and go, you know, we're going to change together. And that can happen. It really can. So I think that it's, this one is just so real. Yeah. And I did want to talk about season as it goes on we won't no we're not spoiling it for we're you. not gonna spoil it's that it good. it's that good so if you didn't watch and just like that season one watch it because that can be we can we can do like a follow-up to all the characters and and just like that we will do that way later on the road so we give some people um we'll, we'll wait till season two comes out we can do that <laughs> but we just wanted to say i mean honestly 
we help, we really do help women create the marriage that they want. So even though today's episode was really around Miranda and what happened with her and Steve, um, we're here for women to really just redesign the marriage that they want, that they desire. Change is great. Growth is great. Nobody teaches us. There is no manual. There is no book on what the perfect relationship should look like. And how about this? What your neighbor did, what your mom no. did, what your no. cousin did, what your best friend did. That's their business, their yeah. choice. And what made the work for them or not work for them because they just listen to what everybody else told them to do. You need to listen to what you feel like is in your gut telling you what's best for you. Yeah. Which brings me to what society says. We we are never going to be the people that tell you. No, society never wrote a book about anything. We told you that in the wedding world and we're telling you this in the relationship world. You should not have to settle. You should not have to really have that many compromises. Be who you truly want to be. Don't be scared if you're married to have that voice. It, I promise you it's okay. And your spouse and your partner will really, what's the word? They're going to really not only just be inspired, but they want to be able to have that level of open communication. And someone has to start that. And that's, that begins with you. So we really want to help you redesign that marriage. And if you are already going through a divorce or you know this isn't the relationship for you, we are here for recovery and for rediscovering you. So we will be back every Wednesday. We will be talking about Carrie Bradshaw. We'll end with a beautiful Carrie and talk about her relationship with Big. I know everyone's like, oh my God. The, the one relationship with it was the whole series. Um, and if there's anything else you need from us, you know where to find us, please make sure you message us on topics around any relationship that you want to talk about. Um, and uh, every Friday we drop a brand new episode. So if you are listening to us on our platforms, please comment, like, share, and write a review. We want to find other women like you who want to redesign the relationships that they desire. And we will be back next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Redesigning Your Relationship Podcast. Don't forget to comment, ask a question, and leave a review for this podcast. We are committed to providing information and tools for our listeners to take action steps in all of their relationships. If you would like more information to connect with us personally or begin your journey of creating the relationships you've always wanted, then please visit us at ygcollaborations.com.